podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the AI Fantasy Football Show. Um bit of an impromptu show, I suppose, because the game came out a lot earlier than most of us are expecting. So, I've got my two regulars with me, and another one, who decided to jump in um, at last minute. So, I'll introduce him first. Alex, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, Guy. How are you? I saw all the fun that happened last season. I just figured I'd take my shot. Sometimes you only get one opportunity. Absolutely. It's like you drafting Kevin De Bruyne last season. He got injured straight <laughs> yes, away. Indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. One chance to make your mark. Didn't work out very well because he was injured for most of the season, to be honest. And I was not a bit of a shit. Uh, maybe you'll get revenge this year, but we will We will sort the draft soon as well. Um, and as I said, my two regulars, Simon, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, pretty good, yeah. Not bad at all. FPL Just, King, uh, Simon. FPL King, say. yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, anything anything below first this season, and it's a disgrace. Lad. It's a disgrace, Simon. <laughs> the nickname gets taken away if that happens. Absolutely. Fair enough. <laughs> That's coming from Draft King Drinkle. Um, <laughs> uh, and Jay, who I don't have a nickname for. Mid table mediocrity would have done. <laughs> but Everton. But yeah. Oh. Oh no no. Oh. Mark Roberts would not be happy with that accusation. We don't know his feelings towards Monks and Blues with the FPL, so I'll I'll take Wofford. Oh, Troy Deeney, though. That just means you can sniff Van Dyke all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just means he's going to go through about four managers in the space of four years. It worked, though. <laughs> it did, well, yeah, they found the right one now. Exactly. Exactly. For now. For now, <laughs> for now yeah. Uh, Still reckon they should never have sacked Kike. Justice for Kike. And speaking of four nows, see? Professional oh, segment. Was awful. <laughs> you can tell this is off piece, can't Yes. <laughs> there is no There is no plan for this podcast. We are just going to be chatting briefly. Chat- Chatting the shit, as I put it before. And uh, <laughs> yeah. with my beautiful segue there, we will go through some new players like Pablo Fornells. If people hadn't heard of him, that did not work, so I'm putting him in there. <laughs> um, so, um, Jay, I'll start with you because I know you've not actually put a team together. I mean, everyone's just going to change, not off our advice, but it'll just change anyway. Um, you've pro- this is, is this your first actual look at the... well? new season, new game, whatever we're going to call it. Yeah, it is. I've literally just put on my tablet in front of me and load up the app and I've not even clicked on anything to do with fancy over the past, what, six weeks, seven weeks have we been of the regular season. So um, I kind of just switch off from it because as our WhatsApp group's been going around, everyone's throwing teams out and so on. Things change so quickly. Transfers come in, and then, as I mentioned earlier on before, like on our pre-shot, we were if you have a player, and then all of a sudden a club will sign a big player or somebody exciting, and you want to get them in. It's the stress of trying to change them, and you just don't need that in pre-season. You just need to relax and just let the clubs do what you do, and then when it comes to 
literally a few days before the start of the season, I'll probably knock on my team. In fact, I'll probably spend more time over the preseason thinking of a savvy, funny team name if I can get one. No, stop it, man. Oh, do do share one. Well, I'll you be keep it a secret until the start of the season. No, 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 no. It's there. It's there. It's in the group. I'll be there for you. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's class. Uh, well, that you redeemed yourself <laughs> from the earlier joke. Exactly. That's fantastic. No, I, that's I'm, well that four nails joke is it's top. I'm not. No, nobody's talking that. <laughs> uh, but Jay, uh, uh, what what are your first impressions? And I mean, if you've had a quick chance to skim prices and stuff, is there anything jumping out of the page at you? Um, not really. I mean, the the basis of it is you're probably going to go along with a core of two to three of each of Liverpool and Man City, and then maybe just fill in the gaps the around them. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I I did say this before on our pre-chat as well. There's only one player for me who is going in, and that's Allison because I watched him in the Copa America last night, and he's not conceded a goal in. I think it's eight or nine games and he just looks so classy and the way he just plucked Messi's free kick out of the air he was like yeah I know what you're going to do you've done it to me in the new camp you're going in the top corner and I'm just going to take that ball and pluck it out and then Messi sat there dejected looking why am I carrying this whole nation on my back it's time for me to hang my boots up really from international football but Alisson is is the, is the go-to goalie I think in I think we're only going to get better next season defensively as well because we'll probably have more consistency. I think if we manage Gomez correctly and Massip seems to have stepped up a level now and found his comfort zone after three years of being here, um, I think that's the way we'll probably go next season. Is we'll try and go strong in defence and get more clean sheets if possible, and there'll be no room left on the wall for all those golden gloves. Yeah, he might just have to paint his wall gold or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that just represents Van Dyke and Fabinho. Um, Simon, um, your first, well, not impressions, but your first look at the game? Um, that was interesting. Yeah, there's some strange price rises and drops. Um, most, it looks like they've really bumped up a lot of the. Lot of the the defenders and there's not really I didn't really see a lot of options in the premium bracket up top so I'm thinking of maybe playing a, a 3-5-2 or even a 4 or even like maybe going with 4 big at the back um, normally I'd be in, I'd be a 3-4-3 three, three man but I I can't see any premium strikers that grab my attention Harry Kane maybe I know he's come down in price but there's the whole weird thing that he can never score in August which is playing with my mind a little bit yeah I don't know it's, it's such a stupid thing but it's kind of there in the back of my Did mind did he break um, it last season I think he scored one goal it'll do August. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough for me um, Bournemouth have taken my eye a little bit they've got really nice fixtures um, there's a few interesting ones like um, Yada has now been classified as a forward for Wolves mm. um, which is a bit annoying because he was kind of just had like a really nice finish to last year but I don't know I think Jimenez is 1.5 more I think so he still seems like a pretty good bargain um, 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard to build a team, but I think that's a bit better. So I haven't really found any bargains yet. But um I think once a few preseason matches are on way, we might find a few kinda we might find next year's one Bazaka. Oh um, yes. That's a big yeah. shot. Hopefully there'll be someone like that. Now I've just read about this person. I don't know anything about him. But apparently they've listed this person called Lundstram for is a four million defender for Sheffield United. But apparently he's more of an attacking midfielder. But he's never played for them, so I don't know. It might be one to throw your eye on him. Lundstram, you heard it here first. I heard it here (laughs) Guaranteed attacking midfielder for Sheffield United. No returns. Saeb is the same <laughs> fellow who I think he is. I think he's a guy who used to play for Everton, John Lundstrom. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably around about 22, 23 years of age now. He used to play yeah, yeah. Uh, right midfield, I think, for Everton. Could be wrong, but I think that's the guy you're thinking of. Well, he's in United. That's his name anyway, so yeah. He's in my team yeah. now. <laughs> he, played a, he played at Oxford last year. Yeah, he's from Everton. Yeah. He could be into yeah. He could be a little sneaky pick if he plays in midfield. But I mean, it's still it's still Sheffield United, though. So I mean, it doesn't really guarantee he's going to do well. Well, but, he might. He, well, looking at their team, he will have to play midfield because they only have three midfielders. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, Alex, uh, best to last, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. uh, side eye at Simon. Um, well, can't really do first impressions, but obviously there's been a bit of bit of transfers into the, into the league. I mean, there's nothing huge or out like that. I mean, we've I think Pulisic has been put in the game. Aston Villa's new strike has been put in the game. Um, I can't think of any other thing that's jumping out at me. But is, is there any of these new signings, whether it's just making a loan deal permanent, is there anything that catches, catches your eye immediately? Not particularly. We're still kind of waiting for the first domino to fall with the big clubs, at least. Uh, Arsenal probably had a couple soon. That could be interesting. Although I've been trying to think of like gambles for the price range that might pay off and, and just involves a lot of going in and out, in and out. Like in terms of live transfers, I've just put Timo Puki in my team who scored 30 plus last season for Norwich. But as I was saying before we started recording, I just don't trust any championship strikers that just go on tears because... I call the Jordan Rhodes effect where they just they, they obliterate and then they die on their ass anytime they have to t- do it again. So some strikers just are pure championship strikers. So all of the championship clubs that have been promoted, Norwich Villa, United, and Sheffield United, uh, just, I don't know, they all seem too live wiry, except for Jack Grealish, who I think is actually going to be a choice signing, especially for me, six million. And if you watched Villa last year, he they just everything went through. Literally everything. Their their tactical setup is more defensively and more to get the ball and to get him into space. But literally, the first thing they do is try and find Grealish. Um, so I think he's probably worth looking at transfers wise. Yeah, you said Wesley from Villa just signed. Maybe hopefully he'll be the new Benteke. I still don't know. Uh, Pulisic, I'm not sure he'll start from the outset unless they offload, unless Willian decides he wants to leave. 
Lampard's going to be their manager, so literally, who knows? There's just a lot of it's a lot of conjecture. It's a lot of who knows, isn't it? It's a lot of just absolute nonsense because, as of right now, yeah, like I said, we're still waiting for the first domino piece to fall. Um, when it does, who the fuck knows where we're going to end up? Yeah, I mean, one Basaka maybe that first one. Obviously, I think that got confirmed last week. I think. Yeah. Um, but he is still five and a half million. Yeah. And I don't know how leaky you know are going to be under Ole. Yeah, I mean, I'm not touching their defensive fucking barge, but <laughs> he, could still yeah. be the, he could be the same price. I'll still not get him. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But he's, and that's what I was trying to find. Like that, I think Sai was saying there's no premium, or there's no like real good stock up front. If you go for Salah or even Mane, Definitely Aguero. You're basically risking their early season form carrying on. Okay, maybe Mane is the least risky of the three because Salah is ludicrously expensive, even though he dropped half a mil from the end of last season. Uh, Aguero is getting old. Jesus might play. You never know with Pep. And I think Mane is probably, considering the way he ended last season, is going to start with a bomb. Hopefully AFCON doesn't take too much out of him, whereas Salah might come back from Egypt and be totally dead. Um, there really isn't that much, so I've kind of started thinking about how good Marcus Rashford's actually going to be, how many goals are going to like, if it's going to actually score, how fit Harry Kane's ankle is, just all these little things of just making like, uh, what, what am I going to gamble on, what am I going to bet on? But yeah, as of right now, still tinkering, still figuring it out. Probably going to have a new team by the end of this recording. Oh God, yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You, you, you're dead right there, especially with the pre-season stuff. We, we, we don't. There's quite a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, Harry Kane's a good example. There. He was obviously buggered in the Champions League final and the UEFA Nations League. Uh, so we'll we'll actually see him pre-season if he is actually recovered. Um, but Jay, uh, Alex brought up some important factors there. Um, the impact of the summer tournaments, where I know the UEFA Nations League and stuff, it, it's small delay to coming back for pre-season, but with AFCON, Copper America, the I think the Gold Cup's on as well, or nearly finished as well. Um, how much how much of an impact do you think those tournaments have have on people picking their teams, um, Jay? I think it's going to have a big one, especially if you want Liverpool players. Uh, when you bear in mind, after three, at this current stage, you're still all in international football, and I think Liverpool pre-season training with hands on Saturday, so you've got what, three or four days until we're back and these players are still going to be playing after the lads have all had a break and come back. Um, obviously, Firmino will be finished on Sunday and Alisson um, in terms of obviously the Copa America final Sunday. Uh, but the last 16 of the AFCON starts tomorrow, if I'm right. It could be the day after. And obviously, Egypt have got South Africa and Senegal, I think I've got Mali, mm. so you'd probably fancy Senegal to get through that round, and Egypt at home, like the whole nation behind them, the the Salah story, and, and I honestly couldn't name you the South African player if Sadi was listening. I'm sure he could probably name several, but I'd probably fancy Egypt to get through that. So you're looking into into next week, and them two lads are still going to be playing, and they've yet to have a holiday. So Egypt to go to the final. Guaranteed. The only other team that's yeah. touching it right now is Morocco. Morocco's. I've not watched any. Aspects, maybe so I looking. Tell you why. Yeah, that, Morocco's looking strong, which I think it's just 
well, supposing anyone signs Hakim Ziyech, he's their main player in case that would be the only one you'd look out for. But Egypt, Salah, that's the only one. The worry one is the Copper America because it's the most physical, pretty much the most physical tournament in the world. It's just lettering and kicking the absolute crap out of them. So if Firmino or someone, if it's a Spurs fans looking at Juan Foyth, although after last night's performance, I wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I that's actually, the one that you've got to be careful of. The Copper I mean, might be a best in the Spurs for us because Firmino loves a good summerality. And he's had to stay fit and in shape to play for Brazil. Yeah, that's true. He's probably <laughs> only he's probably only got a, a couple of weeks off, so if he can do that damage in two weeks, oh, fair can. play, fair play to the guy if he can put on a stone and a half or two stones yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> Credit to he's, him. Sure he's, also, Alberto he's more than anything. <laughs> Albi Moreno, his bad influence is gone now. So, he can just go meet him somewhere. <laughs> that's yeah. actually, yeah, that's true. No, that's a good point. But we, last ever that, is, that does raise a good point about Liverpool needing someone to keep Firmino happy. Now yeah, I think it's going to affect the big team style. I think like you got obviously Aguero and Jesus from Man City are both out there um, and played up until last night. Um, so, it'll be interesting how the big team starts. I mean, the Community Shield is going to be interesting just in itself because, as it stands, neither of us have got any forwards. You're going to be looking at like Bruce yeah, Dunbarigi for Liverpool and maybe a makeshift forward line of Sane and Sterling. I don't know. If Sane's still yeah, there, Mahrez is at Afcon. Sane's probably going to go to Munich. I don't it, think they'll keep. Is him. is he going to go? Do you think? Once the season starts and the German window is open for an extra week, I think that might be the case. That they'll hold on to. I think it, it's just the fact now that Bayern trying to sort out who, like who Kovac wants and who the board want to get him and and all the politics going on there. So why they haven't really made a signing other than Luke Hernandez. So I think Sane, like I originally went with Sane because I was like, all right, it'll last the first two weeks, and I reckon Pep will start him to try and keep him on side. But now I don't think it's, it's hard to tell because if Sunday stays, then he's the at nine mil. He's the one of the ones that you just go like, yeah, Pep. Will, Pep surely isn't dumb enough to to not play him. Oh, he is. He does it last season to me several times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just oh, it's just Pep Guardiola is the anti. This is a fucking fantasy Premier League. I swear to God, because the most you just go, you look at him, you go, all right. If you sign Joe Cancelo, that is a brilliant attacking right back. He's the best attacking right back in the world. But he'll start Kyle Walker three out of four times you have Cancelo on your team, and you'll take him out. The next week, Cancelo gets two assists. He's just, it's impossible. Pep Guardiola is impossible. Yeah, I think there's. Yeah, sorry, sorry, go on. Uh, I was just going to say as well with Kevin De Bruyne now, probably back and fit, it's going to add. An, a kind of an extra midfielder that they didn't have last season in. in in the mix as well. So it's really, no one has a clue if Sani's going to play or not. I'd say the only solid as pick s- from City is Bernardo. I'd probably say he's the, Yeah. Laporte won't play. The Stones won't play anymore. No, but I think like, if you're going in, in the attacking sense of the thing uh, of the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah. probably safest only with Bernardo and maybe Sterling. Do you reckon yeah. Mendy will play? Because I don't think Pep likes Mendy very much. He's very suspect yeah. principally. It's very I had strange. Him in my first yeah. draft. I had him in my first draft, and 
I think that was cut. He's. I think he's point five cheaper than Laporte, who I've I've now got in because I know he'll play. But the thing is with Mendy, if he does start, and that probably the biggest if if he stays fit, we we saw well Pep liked him over Sane because they're obviously different positions but provide the same thing. So if Mendy does start, it and I know Andy Robertson was the king of assists in, in, in the left-back position. M- Mendy must have been on for something fucking massive considering how little he played and the return he got. It's, um, it would be interesting if Mendy does start. So, uh, obviously, the chari- mm. the charity shield would be the probably the game where everyone's like, well, this is where I change my fantasy football yeah. team altogether. So, if Mendy plays yeah. the charity it's, shield, I might, get, I might get him back in. I have the sneakiest suspicion, purely based off their supposed transfer activity that City want to play three at the back this season. Mm. I don't know why. I just have... just the side, I get that they want two key positions for every... Two players for every key position. But if they do sign Cancelo, who is normally a right wing back, and they have Benjamin Mendy on the other flank, who is a very attacking left wing back, then I don't see which one of those two tucks in like Pep so, usually wants to do. So, and like, Fernandinho is old. You're thinking Walker, Laporte, Laporte, Laporte Warte, uh, uh, Walker, Laporte, nah, probably not Stones, uh, Otamendi, okay, Mendy that's... on the left, Cancelo on the right, or maybe, nah, and then maybe 3-4-3, three, three, Sterling, well, Harry, Jesus. Harry Maguire played in the back three. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 like, they it actually fits. They, yeah, it does. It legit does. Oh, if you don't oh, spend okay. $70 million on Maguire, it's going to be just elite, but uh, but three four three means you can play De Bruyne and not Fernandinho on midfield because you got three defenders, and someone can step out. So I think that might be Pep's idea to solve the Fernandinho problem, given he's going to be thirty four. But they're also in for Rodri, Rodri as well. So like, oh yeah, that's true. If they yeah, they, if they sign Rodri, they could technically still play that four two three one a bit more. Well, but I mean, Rodri could play in the center midfield too. I suppose. Yeah, Rodri would be a good sign actually because he got a lot. He got a fair few assists for Atletico, or hockey assists, I guess. But um, yeah, no, the city. The city, I haven't got any city players other than Laporte yet because I just don't know. I I can't figure out the way they're going to set up. Whereas Liverpool, you you're fairly sure you can get one of Mane and Salah, one of Trent and Robbo, and maybe if you can afford him, Bobby. But you just it's city's just yeah perennially difficult. Well, Sai, oh. let me. I'll, I'll come to you, Sai, on this. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Alex just mentioned our two fullbacks there, who've now gone up to seven, uh, which is obviously the, the most for a defender in the game. Um, are they probably the wrong way to word this? Are they still this the same asset they were? Because I think Alexander Arnold was like five at the start it's, of last game. It's five, five, five. Yeah, yeah. and, Ro- and Robert was cheap. six. I think he was six as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are they are they still the same value for money? That's probably the best way of talking. Or would you rather go for a Van Dyke and then whatever centre back gets established next to him? Who between Gomez and Matip, they will be five point five. Are they the better, cheaper, more value for money? There, I still think that the wing back uh, that the that Robertson Trent are the way to go. One of one or the other. I mean, the amount of amount of attack and. Re- Turns they built up last year was madness. 
Robertson for me would be my pick just because he's a little bit more nailed on. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Trent. I mean, he there's no reason why he wouldn't be nailed on, but there was a little bit of rotation at the start of last year in that spot, so um, that could be back. And I also think that Van Dijk is worth it as well for 0.5 less. We saw a bit of an influx in, in returns from him as well last year. So, I mean, I'd been tempted to put both Van Dijk and Andy Robertson in my team, but at the moment I've gone for Robertson and Laporte as my two kind of expensive ones at the back. But, but I'm very tempted just to go all in on the two at the back and leave them in like like I mean you could pretty much play them two in every match mm. um, but I still think yeah, I don't know about going for the riskier defender in either Matip or Joe or um, Chomez I don't know if it's worth the risk because I think you'd, you'll be just kind of waiting every week and one might play one might get maybe, you know, and it, it's still quite a lot to spend at 5.5 if they're definitely not going to start. So I I still think there there's obviously there there's less value for money, but they're still the, the definitely the best out of the premiums that you can buy. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd fully agree with that. I'd fully agree with that. Um, Jay, were you going to say something before I asked Simon that? I think you were going to jump in or something, or someone was going to jump in. <laughs> Yeah, it was only regarding Man City and could they potentially be banned from anything? Will that have an effect on FPL if they get definitely, definitely any not potential bans? I mean, this season it'll be the it'll be the season after the one that's about to come. If they get yeah, banned, more than likely, yeah. But I mean, they could they, they could slap them with a transfer ban so we the or try and squeeze these players through or not, and then. I think anything that comes from UEFA, as we said, will probably be this season after because it's probably too late now to reshuffle around and sort out who they were going to get in. And obviously, with them being English champions, they try and have the champions of each league within the the system of the Champions League. So that would that be something maybe that you could consider further on. But mm. it's when when they actually make this decision because they've been investigated since March. And you keep hearing that there's going to be a decision. But then I think maybe somebody in the Arab states is probably lacing somebody's pockets just to let the season begin. And then any bans will come for the following season so they can prepare for it. Just preparing for that 20 grand fine they'll get. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wink, wink. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it just, it is an interesting one. In term, probably even if it is very, very long term. If if City now will happen in the Premier League, the Premier League doesn't have a backbone to do shit. But if they do end up getting banned out of UEFA, I mean, it'll just highlight or just just absolutely put Man City's value through the roof in terms of FPL because it'll be the one competition they can focus on, I suppose. Um, just a quick one. Yeah, yeah. All right, you were coming to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've just seen. I was about to be really smart and clever here, but. I've just seen that he's already been selected by 22.2%. So that's, there goes me. Uh, Wambasaka's sale means Martin Kelly's Palace is only viable right back. And he's $4 million. Uh, so that would be a bargain. It seems like everyone's already mm. onto that now. I imagine they'll sign someone, though. But as a placeholder, not bad, I guess. Nathaniel um, Klein. $4 million defender. 
Are they going to sign Nathaniel Klein permanently, are they? Actually, yeah, that's not a bad show. No, but it's a good show in terms of... Yeah. We don't really that would want be, him. We um, don't want him. He's a London guy. He come from Palace, so it'd be a, a viable option for them probably to pick up, I'd say, around about the six to eight million region because I don't think he's got long left on his contract and he probably wants house. So that, that would make a, sense. Would he's make sense for him to go back. <laughs> he's not in well, the game yet. Yeah, final... No, he's not in the game yet. No, actually, that's true. Well, yeah, Benderek finally starts some games as well. I'm trying. I'm thinking well, he cheap start, defenders. He started under um, since Hasenhutl came in. At, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking because he was he's class and he's a good defender. Um, Do you think they'll improve enough defensively? Because Vestergaard was a bit of a mess, and the rest of it was a bit. Of well, a mess. Vestergaard was my gamble last season because he scored so many headers for Gladbach. I was just like, mate, well, once he gets into it, he's going to be a hitting goal machine. And then I completely forgot. It completely brushed my mind. I was just like, how could you miss this? He can't defend, which is a bit of an issue. So from there, I just went, all right, yeah. That was, that was a bit silly. Um, and I think Ben Narek is a decent shout. In terms of defenders from, of that one Basaka gamble ilk, no young ones are shouting out at me, but either of the Norwich fullbacks just bomb up the field so much and they create a lot. They're a bit bit like us in terms of the, they like to get wide. So either of the Norwich fullbacks, Aaron's is the one I'm going, Max Aaron's. So he, at four, four and a half, he looks quite good. But Matt Doherty is now six million. He's still in my team as of right now, but I'm not sure I can justify that. Mm. My interest in show in terms of this year's one Vasaka, it's kind of dependent on transfers. But if Diop goes to Man United, 4.5 mm. mil, that's probably mm. a good starting point. Definitely. I think West Ham would like too many goals to put him in now. But if he went to United, that would be a very good option. I mean, we were talking about Maguire before. Yeah. Maguire if... is still too expensive. Yeah. Because if, if they have a back four of Wambasaka, Lindelof, Diop and Shaw... I mean, when go- when Solskjaer gets sucked in about October and they get a good manager, in, it, that's <laughs> yeah, something to they work get with. someone competent. Yeah, yeah, it's something to work with. Her. It, it is not a bad defense, so yeah, it is pretty good actually. And they, Bailey, 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 he, um, he's a very good defender as well. If they can do something about his, he just all his little. It, it, the little injuries that he seems to pick up all the time if they yeah. can get him fit I actually think that that is actually a pretty strong back forward then with him kind of as the third you know bringing him in and mm. out a little bit and they and don't someone, have to Rob Jones anymore <laughs> yeah I was about to say someone needs to <laughs> kill Phil Jones just oh, Phil assassinate Jones, right. him uh, <laughs> Brad Jones is about as useful to set it set it back uh, someone also needs to give Lindelof uh, some anti-attention deficit medication because he just switched. Every time I said to put him on my team, I'd go watch United and he'd switch off and be the entire reason they can see the goal. So, look, Ollie, if you're listening to this, maybe one of the things that might save your job, I don't know, get some get some anti-ADHD medication for Victor Lindelof. Get Eric Bailly onto the treadmill and try to avoid him breakdown. Don't buy Harry Maguire. I mean, or do, if, if you want to be entertaining. And, uh, 70 million on Harry Maguire is basically not the way to, I learn to manage. <laughs> yeah, maybe take a course. It might do him some good. You never know. Uh, it's still the fun. other um, gamble that I was going to bring up, guy, was Philippe Anderson still only 7 mil. Hmm. 
And if he is as good for about three quarters of the season as he was for one quarter of last season, then he'd definitely be worth a gamble. Well, a bit more transfer speculation as well. West Ham are linked with, um, oh, what's his name, Maxi Gomez um, from Celta Vigo, mm. and looks like they're going to lose Arnautovic if if they get a replacement and get the money in in um, in first. Um, if West Ham, who obviously had a bit of a a learning season last year under Pellegrini, I suppose, if if they can settle and Maxi Gomez is. Uh, realizes his potential or his form from Spain in, in the last few seasons. I mean, Anderson or anyone from West Ham, because if they settle, I mean it, the defense it's quite cheap in the in here and the midfield's quite cheap, and the amount of penalties they'll get, even Mark Noble might become an option. <laughs> <laughs> it, do, it does seem quite interesting. West Ham seems to be not the sleeper team, but it's just the most intriguing team because there's quite a lot of what ifs about them. Mm, Pellegrini not a bad manager to have that either. Mm, West, yeah. West Ham have had a really good start of the season as well, if you actually look at the fixtures. I mean, they, they start off at home to Man City, which obviously is a yeah. bit tough, but then the next day, across their first 12 games, because I've just been having a look at the scouted stuff and Fabianski is recommended, uh, Brighton, Watford, Norwich, Villa, United, Bournemouth, Palace, Everton, Southampton, Newcastle, Burnley. Jeez, so that is good. So obviously tipped off as a as a high uh, chance goalie to pick up, but obviously Man City at home, there's a potential that West Ham could get something first game of the season and get into Man City and Man City a week from a few players not being back from summer competitions and so on. But the the rest of the fixtures there, the there is a potential for if they keep hold of the op, maybe a few clean sheets, whether you have the op and Fabianski. If you don't want to go for an expensive goalie, he's only five million this year. When he started off last year, as four point five, but he was the fifth highest scoring goalkeeper with one hundred and forty-three points, and I think he saved a few penalties along the way as well. Mm, yeah, he was in a shot for goalkeeper this season last year. To be honest, it was him, Allison, Edison that were the three. Yeah, and Ben Foster, but I think they're linked. Mm. I think they're linked with um, another goalie as well. Strangely. Um, um. Well, on, just on keepers, yeah. uh, Angus Gunn at four and a half. I've got a sneaky suspicion mm. he'll start for Southampton. Uh, yeah, just because he's he's good. Forster's not, and I don't know how Alex McCarthy's still getting games. Going through the keepers section as well. Um, just and just having a little round up on the the scouts um section on the FBR, um. Jordan Pickford is the next one that they've sort of had a little look at. He's 5.5 this year. Um, Everton started the season. Now, you could take this out whether you want Pickford or whether you want to go for Sigerson or Richarlison as the attacking options. But they've got uh, Palace away to start. And they have Wofford, Villa, Wolves, Bournemouth, Southampton, Man City at home, Burnley, West Ham, Brighton, Tottenham at home, Southampton. Norwich then Leicester that's their 14 games so they've only played two of the top teams and they're both at home which can usually be a little bit tricky if the Goodison fans decide that they want to turn up but other than that they've not really got an overly tough challenge so mm. you could either go for the potential option of Pickford and Digne as your defensive points or whether you go for 
Sigurdsson and Richarlison to try and get some attacking points. But I think Everton really, really need to get hold of a decent striker this year. If they get one, yeah. then then they could actually they could do something other than eighth or seventh, whatever they finish. But they really need to get a decent striker because they've not had one for years. Mm. If they got Lukaku back, him at eight point five would just be beautiful. <laughs> um, mm. yeah, I think he's off the roof today. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> um, Jay, you mentioned um, Dinya there. He's obviously gone up to six mil. I'll, I'll throw Pereira in there as well, who were the probably the two um, fullbacks from smaller teams. If that's if that's the right word for it, the the smaller teams who kind of jumped up um, or stood out last season. Do, do you think um, Dinya and Pereira going to six mil makes them quite a lot less ownable? Because I I I quite like having Pereira in my team towards the start of the season. But he didn't start off too well. Um, but then being six mil, it kind of goes from a sure thing to a bit of a gamble, doesn't it, Jay? It probably does, and it probably leans to the fact that if you have one of the Liverpool centre fullback, sorry, at seven million, is it really a, a risk you're taking them gambling one of them other ones? So that means you've you've blew thirteen million on two fullbacks. It's quite a, a lot of money to take. I think mm. out out of them four, as a as a small group, you probably take one, maybe two at a push. But then that would mean if you had two of those fullbacks, you'd probably then scraping around the the four and a half five million range for some centre halves or <coughs> excuse me, somebody else to fill that gap. Yeah, Doherty six as well. I didn't scroll down. He, he's six as well, so I kind of throw him in there as well. Who was uh, one of the ones who jumped off the page as well? Um, Simon, same question to you then, really. I mean, defense. It, we, we're obviously doing more pods before the scene comes out, and just just in terms of general terms, I think we've talked about Laporte. We've talked about Liverpool's fullbacks. Uh, we try to find the new Wambasaka just quickly, but it is. Has has the people making the game finally figured out that the money is in defence? <laughs> it seems like it a little bit, but I mean, there's still a couple of bargains in there, but I mean, it does, I think with the lack of, well, for me anyway, with the lack of options up top at the moment, I feel like there's a little bit, you can pump a little bit money, more money into your back line. So I actually currently have three defenders kind of in the premium price range, whereas yeah. Normally, I'd I'd have one, maybe two, and that would be you know like I normally maybe pick someone like uh, Alonso, and then maybe like a five point five million and a five million and a pair of four point fives. But I've kind of gone for three big ones now, and there's a lot of really good options there. Um, another one as well at uh, Everton is also um, Coleman a five point five. Who's an interesting one who had a bit of a weird uh, injury last year, but he seems to be back now, and he was doing pretty well at the end of last year as well. Um, and Chelsea, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're kind of a wait and see. Yeah, Alonso is still Emerson, very expensive. Emerson would be the one. Yeah, he's five point five, right? Won't play for. Lamp parties too volatile. I think Emerson would be coming. Shit, the Um, so Emerson would be a good one. Uh, I don't know. 
what to make of Chelsea at all. I was really tempted to go Pulisic, but he's too for seven point five for an unproven signing that might not start. He's too expensive in terms That's of from defense. His yeah, basically. Yeah, he's from basically his biggest fan. Um, although I might have to tone that one down now that he's wearing blue. Uh, is he Alex? Is he not at the Gold Cup with America? He is. Yeah, so he probably won't start pre-season. But yes. I don't. Did William get called up to Brazil? Yeah, he played last night. Yeah. Oh, he did play. Oh, I didn't see him. Yeah. Um, is Richarlison there? He's in the squad, but he's, he's not really squad. featured. Yeah. yeah. Richarlison's the one that I'd be looking at, to be honest, because um, like when Jay said those fixtures, it just shot out at me how many goals he'll... Because remember, last season, he just goes on eight-match tearing streaks and then goes off for Chinese or something for the rest of the season. <laughs> eight games good, 20 bad. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, but, I mean, following on from size point, you don't want to touch any of Arsenal's defenders with an extremely long beam pole. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool City are the guarantees, but even if you do the three premiums, you can't probably can't really afford three of Liverpool and City's. I'm just scrolling through now. You can't, you couldn't justify both fullbacks from Liverpool. You couldn't justify Laporte and another City centre back because fuck knows who that actually is going to be. You can't really justify Mendy right now because we don't know if he'll start. You can't justify Walker because, like I said, Cancelo might come. Uh, you could technically justify Van Dyke, a fullback, and Laporte, but that's a lot of money. I was trying to look for like a cheap, well, relatively cheap 5.5 defender from one of the big six. It's, it's, I mean, Emerson's the only one that's really screaming out to me, like, yeah, he'll definitely start. Um, so maybe he's, that's one of the gambles. What about the Spurs defence? Because I think they're all 5.5. Obviously, had a bit of a down year in that regard last season. Trippy is. Mm. Seemingly going or linked with going, and he is the worst. Um, <laughs> if well, say if they get a, a, a competent right back, or if Aurier finally re- realizes his potential, probably the form is more likely there. Um, but if they get if they get a new right back, or start using Carl Walker Peters, or Rose re- rediscovers his form from like three years ago, or whatever it was, that 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 makes the five point five options a bit more strong. Um, well, well, in my opinion. Vertonghen. Vertonghen's 5.5, which surprised me. Mm. Uh, the problem with Alderweireld is his uh, exit clause comes into effect this summer, and I think Pochettino's kind of ready to lose him, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because obviously Davison Sanchez is the ready-made replacement. Sanchez, I mean, if Alderweireld goes, Sanchez is an immediate replacement if you're looking for centre-back clean sheet points. If you want those fullbacks, I mean, I'm tossing up between Matt Doherty and uh, Vertonghen right now, but like you said, if Danny Rosary discovers the form, he did play in the Champions League final, then maybe he's the one to go with, but you just can't rely on him being fit. Um, right back is a disaster space because Serge Aurier doesn't know how to take a throw or make a tackle, which you'd think you'd know as a footballer. And Kieran Trippier is, what was the word you used before, guy? Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's just difficult to see what Tot and Dombele actually might oh, be. Oh yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spurs just signed it, didn't they? Mm. That would be a decent shout, actually, because Tongi's phenomenal football. But he also, I mean, he he's not a very good goal scorer. He doesn't have very many shots going, but he's very direct. He's kind of a Nabi Kater kind of. A, 
sister. Mm. Um, Nabi Keita would probably be a decent shout for later on in December if he starts getting into form. Right now, it's too much of a risk. But yeah, and Dombele might be worth a gander, actually. Well, we'll go, we're going to. I'm going to try and do some face-offs, and we'll go through some of the um, revivals. <laughs> PWI on the mind there. <laughs> but, yeah, rivals <laughs> on the head uh, on uh, on the, on there. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, oh, that's an that's an interesting thing I just thought of. Um, Simon, um, we saw yep. the impact of the Europa League on Burnley last season. Wolves are obviously in it this season. I think they've got the early qualifying rounds. I'm not sure when they actually start, but I'm sure they started pre-season this week or earlier. Um, obviously, Jimenez, I think he's in the final of the Gold Cup with Mexico. Uh, that was a very bad attempt to say in Mexico. Um, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, um, d- does does um, being in the Europa League impact your... Your love for for Jimenez, I know you, Teddy, were etc. All loved um, Jimenez, yeah. etc. Does does that impact you? Because I've only got Den Donker, but he, I think he was like the cheapest starting midfielder in the game at the minute. So outside uh, that, I, I don't have this problem. I do have him in my team at the moment, but I hadn't really thought about that um, aspect of it yet. But they don't really have anyone else who can play there. So I mean, he didn't. I think he only missed maybe one game last last year, and they've already lost. Um, Costa. Yeah, he so, just went today. Be, yeah. yeah, so I mean, they don't have anyone else who can really play up front. Joda and Jimenez are kind of their two men, really, who both like they they both seem to play with each other for most of maybe the last two or three months. So, I mean, for now, I think he's still the best player to buy at Wolves. Um, just to touch quickly back on the, the defense as well. Johnny at five point five, I think, is also worth mm, throwing in there for Wolves as well. I mean, he was wasn't he's like he was he's pretty much a match for thirty point five less. But Jimenez, I just think he's their main man. He's the main person that Wolves have, and most of their attacks are through him. He's on penalties. No, he's not on penalties. He's not on penalties, is he? It's um. Neves is on penalties, excuse me. But uh, yeah, I just feel like he's like their is main. He? Yeah. I can't remember who's on their penalties. Because he scored, I, I remember Neves, he scored. Right? No, he scored three goals last season and they were all from outside the box. So unless Wolves didn't get a penalty, don't I, think. Oh no, maybe he did score one pen. I, the was anyway that Neves scored, Neves scored three goals and he only had two touches inside the box, <laughs> was, was the stat. Um, possibly maybe took one or two as well. Mutinho? Possibly, yeah. I'm thinking it was Diogo Jota. I can't remember. But I may be wrong. <laughs> that It raises a good point, though. VAR is going to be in next season, which means penalties will be up. And I'm trying to find Milivojevic's price, but I can't for the life of me. I think he's Does anyone seven, know what it is? Seven, I think. Yeah. Oh, Christ. I think him and right, Zaha, that's more expensive I think him and Zaha are their most expensive. Yeah, players. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Seven million, yeah. So, well, I mean, if the VAR is as prolific as we've seen lately, then Milivojevic could well be the golden boot winner in December. So, I'd be well, it depends, eyeing It depends penalties. where Zaha goes, really. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Zaha might actually be worth, like, 80 million just because he'll win you at least five penalties yeah. a game. That's five extra goals added to the end-of-season total. David Brooks is the other one from Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a bit of a... Uh, Bag house of don't know which side's going to turn up, but 
And if you're looking for that seven million region midfield, I mean, we were just talking about Zaha then. And, yeah. Um, Jota and and Neves is cheaper, but doesn't really get on the score sheet as much. Maybe on, someone like Brooks or if you want an alternative to Anderson. I don't know if you've noticed, but Zaha and Jota are about the position changed as well in the game for this season. Mm, yeah. So Zaha is now reg- registered as a midfielder again, They're and he's only seven million. Yeah. And uh, there's been ten reclassified players as of the current time. If I'll just run through them that quick yeah. for you, uh, Delafeu's gone to a forward from a midfielder. Jota is now a registered forward. Uh, Maitland Niles from Arsenal is a defender. Masuaku is a defender from West Ham. I always say Perez, which is an interesting one if he does go to Leicester has gone for a midfielder this season and he's 6.5. So if he does start, mm, that's, that's a, a yeah. potential interesting pick-up. Uh, Declan Rice is now a midfielder. Matt Ritchie's gone to a defender, but nobody should be touching Newcastle. Uh, Jeff Slup has gone to a midfielder. Zahar has mentioned his midfielder. And Zinchenko is as a defender because he played majority at left-back. Mm, but out of, well. out of those who, who stick out there, I think Zahar, if he stays or goes either way, at seven million is probably a bit of a bargain for the midfielder, and Iosi Perez should he be starting at Leicester. But I kind of have an inkling that Leicester are maybe buying before the selling, and maybe they're going to try and flog Madison at a high price. Mm, that would make sign, sense. They signed Justin James as well, so maybe Perez. Yeah. Off. I think Madison will definitely stay. He's like being, he was probably. I mean, he's he's very he's such a young player, and he. It was very important to them last year. I think yeah. be, I think if they were to get rid of him, they'd be fucked. It'd be like a huge. I will error. throw an um, option out for you. Sorry. Yeah. If United get offered a huge amount of money for Pogba, will they not go to Leicester if they don't get Harry Maguire and say we'll have James Madison off you for seventy million? Possibly, yeah. Because they're trying. I think they're trying to get to go with the old. Uh, Roy Hodgson was in goal to a British core. Yeah, the young British players. <laughs> That's just my dog. My dog <laughs> is going to the metal. I'll shoot off a minute while this dog goes mental. But yeah, it's, it's uh, to build on that point. Um, well, I'm watching Sky Sports News in the background, and it says Man United want to sign Bruno Fernandes. Which isn't really new, Sky Sports, but okay. No, not particularly new. <laughs> Great that. journalism. Yeah, they want to buy a player they've been linked with for about three months. Thank you for that. Um, Phenomenal. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but I, if um, what 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 do we make of Leicester? Obviously, the Brodge is there from the start of the season. He had a very good spell, but it, it kind of showed his weakness as well. I'm, I, I distinctively remember Rafa battering him. Tactically, um, do, does um, do Leicester become more attractive this season? Obviously, started last season with Poole, who's a bit more defensive. But side does does Vardy go up in your estimation now? Because I've got him in my team right now. I don't know about Vardy. So I mean, I'm I was kind of I'm kind of at the moment I'm looking at Vardy or Madison from Leicester. I just think I expected Madison to be about eight million. Actually, I think he's been. I think he's been priced a little bit low, but I remember though I did on him last year, mm. and he was frustrating as hell. What is Madison? Like he seems, 
seven million. Mm, not bad. So it's quite a good price from, and I think he'll just get. I think he'll be better than he was last year. But I do remember he kind of had a a long spell where he was he didn't get he didn't do well in terms of FPL returns. Vardy, you could you kind of know what you're what you can expect from him. Um, he will pick up points along the way, but I'm not sure. I mean, if their fixtures are really amazing enough to start with Vardy. I mean they've I mean they've got Wolves at home but then like they actually actually their their first four fixtures it might be worth having them in for um Chelsea away is their only actual bad fixture from he the first against, four so he's got to remember, well, yeah. remember Vardy's is reverse the worst the team is the reverse <laughs> fixture <laughs> true <laughs> so maybe actually yeah I mean I haven't really thought about him I just think he's a little too expensive for me for now but I'm finding I'm finding picking people up front quite hard at the minute. Um, I think if I was to spend big, I'd probably just go all in for like Kane or maybe Aubameyang. Um, and I don't know why. I just haven't really talked too much about Vardy. M- Madison is my would be my Leicester pick of choice at the minute. Yeah, I definitely have I Vardy think over I... Lacazette. You reckon? Because I reckon Lacazette's yeah. going to score. Far more than Aubameyang this season. Towards the end of the season, is he for staying? Arsenal, he, well, that, but also towards the end of the season for Arsenal, he was so much more important. Aubameyang started to revert to Dortmund. Aubameyang, which was every goal he scored, there'd be three absolute howlers that he'd be he'd just get berated for off the sideline, not be prolific at all. When he came to Arsenal, he started scoring really prolifically. It was almost a surprise that. He was not wasting so many chances. So, like I said, it's the one that I'm looking at being like, oh, you could be a very nice gamble if you get off off to the right start. The issue is that we don't know what Emery's going to do, if he's going to do 4-3-3, three, three, if he's going to do 4-4-2 four, 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 sort of thing. And if they want Zaha, where the fuck are they yeah. all going to Mind you, they can't. They can't afford Zaha. So... Well, yeah, but they, 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 they do Brahimi? want a winger. They could, they could afford Zaha if they sell Lacazette to Atletico Madrid, which is that's true. Yeah. Being the strong rumor because yeah. Griezmann's obviously meant to be off to Barca, and Atletico need to get a striker in because you can't rely on Diego Costa to be even on the pitch every week. Yeah, and he and was meant to be going to Atletico yeah, before yeah. he went to Arsenal, so maybe he's actually thinking. This is the one chance I'm actually going to get to go there, and it's Champions League football, which Arsenal clearly aren't having again this season or the season after. I can't see them finishing in the top four, so he may be thinking, right, this is my last chance to get a big move and play Champions League football regularly. But haven't they signed? Yeah, um, Felix. You have signed Felix. Felix yeah, I think euros. I can't see them so spending they're still anything getting, else. They've still got another eighty million coming in for Rodri, mind. <laughs> I was about to say true, if they yeah. sell Rodri, I think they might because they've got and they already sold Luca Hernandez as well mm, to yeah. buy in for sixty. And Godin's, uh, and Godin's just gone off the wage budget. One France off the wage budget, so they do have money to toy around. They've just got Hector Herrera yeah. for free as well, so that's oh, a signing that. That's a replacement for zero, and they've made money there. So yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'm trying to look at people who had replaced Lacazette with that 9.5. Re- I mean, there's so much. If if Pep just came out and said, "All right, Jesus is my striker," it'd be 
mm. extremely he'd beneficial be like, to us. He'd be eighty percent owned. Yeah, <laughs> and the twenty percent would be the people who give up after two weeks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, legit. Um, but I mean, there's if you want to take gambles, if you want to go cheap strikers, I mean, I think I mentioned Timo Puki before and his ridiculous goal scoring record. But yeah, like um, Jay was saying before, Jota Diogo Jota is now a striker, six and a half. Troy Deeney probably won't score as much, but when Watford's fixtures are good, he te- generally tends to come up. A few times. Uh, and is mainly Saar as well, which might help in that regard. Who are we looking at who? Uh, Saar from Wren. Really? Burn, I think so. Burnley are going to get him? No, Watford. Oh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, Ismail uh, Saar is class. He also plays kind of a half wing, half up front role. He's a bit like Nicola Pepe. Um, that would be a very shrewd signing. Just looking, though, it's Firmino probably won't start the season. You can't really... Gamble on him. Vardy, we just talked about. He's old. Lukaku won't be there. This is all people surrounding Lacazette, by the way. Jimenez, seven and a half, but is he really going to score that many in this Wolves team? He's more. He's a, he's a half and half. I know Taddy likes him. Callum Wilson, Streaky, Olivier Giroud, no. Um, it's difficult to, to find. Like, like Sai was saying before, it's really difficult to find genuine strikers this season, we you're missing the big one. Do some signings. You're, you're missing the big guy, Debokarigi. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, there is an interesting argument to say that if Liverpool do sell Debokarigi for forty million, it would probably wouldn't be to someone in the Premier League because they're the ones that could pay that money. So, I mean, you never know. He would definitely go in my team. He he will start the season, Rigi. He'll definitely start against Norwich, I think, as long as he's He fit. probably will, but will he score, is the question. He, yeah, I think it's Norwich, he will. He'll like, either be to... shit or he'll score. There's no middle ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, that's, that's the Dimitri conundrum. Our front three are not going to be fit and ready for the start of the season, regardless of what anyone wants to think. Them three guys are not starting the season. So we it said opens that up last year and all four. three of them started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, start, it opens the door for Vigi and I think, you know, all the whole romanticism around the Champions League final and the Barcelona game. I mean, if he walks out to the start of the season on Anfield on that Friday night, then he's going to be bouncing. The crowd is going to be bouncing anyway. I so we're on a Friday. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I bloody fly home at 10 past eight that night from reality as well, so I can't go. Um, oh, shit. I booked me a holidays and thought, yeah, you know, season starts on a Saturday. I'll be back home Friday night so I can go to wherever we get. And my holiday was booked months ago. And he announced the fixtures and I checked my flights. And I land at 10 past 8 in Manchester. So I'm not even okay. going to get to see the game by the time I get through Manchester Airport and get home. It'll probably be catch the last five minutes. Bit of a bastard. Yikes. Yeah, but it's only it's only nodded, so it's not too bad, is it? Really? We're only going to win five 0 Well, lads, we're nearly up to an hour now. <clears throat> We've only mentioned Newcastle once when we said don't buy them. We obviously have to react to well, it's not really news now. It's been like a week. Uh, obviously, Rafa's gone. Um, they're losing Perez. I imagine a lot more people will want to leave because well, you were bought by Rafa. You don't want to stay there because he'll be shit. Um. What is Newcastle just complete ground zero and no goals, Chernobyl zone now? Because there is no one there, I, especially with who they're linked with manager wise. There's been 
someone from the MLS who I don't, I can't remember the name of. Mourinho and Vengo are linked, which is not going to happen because I think that was just takeover bullshit. But they're, they're going to definitely get a manager who's nowhere near as good as Rafa, and the team's pretty shit. So is that just complete Chernobyl zone now? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And they don't have Rondon because they can't. They don't want to pay the ten million mm. they need to get him, even though he was key to their system. He was literally the key to their system. Almiron needs a good striker to play off, so he's not worth taking a punt on. Not not unless they they pay the money for someone decent. And their midfield stocks are just awful. Sean Longstaff might be off to United. You wouldn't want him mm. anyway. Key's old. John Joe Shelby he falls out with every manager that comes near him. It's a real disaster zone. You're exactly right. It is Chernobyl. It is ground zero for, yeah, get away from this. And um, Sai and Jay, what, what do you reckon? Newcastle, I can't, maybe Dubravka just for save points. I don't even know how much Dubravka is, but outside of that, I can't think of one person I'd want in that team. No, he's five million. So even no, no. <laughs> so no I mean, I just, I just don't think that there's anyone from the from the team at all. <laughs> Pretty much. No, unless they get, I don't even know who they could get manager wise. But the rumor is that the thirty million from Perez is going to go straight into the transfer budget. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so that, so that's had that. Right. Had that been Rafa, he could have probably spent that quite wisely because he is quite savvy with money and he does seem to have a good eye for the player now that he is or was operating on a budget. Um, but I mean, they're an absolute disaster zone as guys put it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to be going down very, very quickly unless they get some massive, dramatic takeover and a massive influx of money with a, a superstar manager. But that's highly unlikely, but I think that them now are probably a prime candidate for relegation this season because they just seem to be in self-destruct mode. And I think actually it's what Mike actually kind of wants. So I don't know why, but he just I think he's he's that sort of evil character that he's pissed off the fans that much that why not piss them off even more and take them down, and then sell them and run away laughing because I don't think he's actually asked about the money that he gets or not because. He could have took the 250, 300 million he's been offered several times and he, he literally won't take it. Newcastle, according to odds checker, are like sick favourite to go down. Might fucking That'll put change, might depending put... on who they're in the end. I, <laughs> I might put money on that. <laughs> yeah, decent, decent money, to be honest. Sheffield United are favourites, obviously. They did just sign someone. Yeah. They just got Luke Freeman from QPR, so they have another person in the midfield, oh, I think. Another British person yes. and another midfielder. Yes, supply. He did have the only one I'd be looking I think at. They have Ravel Morrison alone as well. What was that, Jim? That's the problem with. I think they've got Ravel Morrison on trial. Oh, that they do. So yes, they do. So much banter. That would be hilarious. But also the kind of transfer you like. Yeah, I can see why you're doing it. Might work. It probably won't, but it might. Take a punt. Why not? Just, why not go and get Ben Harper and just you know go mental. Where is Ben Arthur now? He's at um, he's free on J, I think. Yeah, I think he spent a season. He spent a season somewhere in France, lower team he, in France. He's been released by PSG. Yeah, because he was contracted to PSG, he got released in the summer, so he's a free agent. Yeah, he had is he had some ben choice Arthur? words for yeah. Oh my he god, he had some please. very choice words for Nasser Al Khalifi. So I don't think there was any chance of him staying in Paris. He'll probably get picked up by Nice or no, oh. not Nice. He won't go back to Nice. I don't know. 
someone go back, go back in the mid table of France who needs some some creative. Go back to Newcastle, Hatem. Why not? Yes. Do it. Just yes. do it. Just for the banner. Uh, in terms of the promoter teams, we've already we kind of talked about, or I talked about Norwich. I've talked about Jack Grealish as well. I think I'm going to make Grealish one of my mainstays, uh, just to see how much it, much he can adapt. Um, John McGinn scored some good goals for Aston Villa. Obviously, the highlight was that volley, but he scored oh a couple actually in the championship. There's not much else from Villa, depending on how Wesley does. Their defence was, as we talked about, kind of low knees. Their wingers, El Ghazi's good, but doesn't score enough. Uh, we don't know who the other ones are. I think they signed Jota from Brentford. Birmingham. Birmingham. I, well, I knew it was a B. He was, he was at Brentford, um, but he went to Birmingham. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so from there, not much. And from Sheffield United, the only one I can kind of think of is Oliver Norwood, who takes all their set pieces. Uh, five million pound midfielder. He's probably going to be stocking my bench while I wait for someone ch- more for another underrated midfielder. Gen- yeah. Ideally, five, same price or below. Um, so he's someone you can probably keep your eyes on as well. Good stuff. Uh, we're, we're just a smidge over an hour now. Has anyone got any closing or last thoughts? We, we'll obviously do a couple, or maybe one big-ass pod, see how many people are actually interested um, before the season starts. But any any closing thoughts from anyone? Um, not particularly. Not really, no. I think it's just kind of, I think it's still a very early at the moment, so just relax and enjoy your summer. Yeah, still enjoy the Pogba. Yeah. As soon as Pogba Change leaves, team it, every blow. three days. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tinker too yeah, much. The, drive yourself the Reds great. aren't back till the weekend, are they? So and even, say... even then, it's just for being your own friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's look at, see how fast or how far Milner goes in the bleep test this season, how many levels he beats everyone else by. And then, he, then he's dead by October. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has been the first of the uh, the fantasy pods uh, this season. Uh, as I, as I keep saying, we'll we'll be back soonish. Uh, I'll go with soonish. I won't promise anything. I'll do that, and then it, oh, I never do it. Um, but we'll be back in a bit when when there's more signings and stuff like that. Um, but thanks for joining me, you guys, and thanks for everyone listening. Goodbye. Cheers. <laughs>